Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Get It Whacked, the Macclesfield Cricket Club podcast. Over the coming weeks and months, we intend to go behind the scenes of Max EC and meet some of the players and characters at the club, find out some things about them you never knew, or most likely never wanted to know, and above all, hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Without further ado, I would like to introduce today's guest, widely regarded as one of the best Aussie imports the club has ever had, and certainly in recent years. Described by Dave Bostock most recently as the boy, he joined Macclesfield Cricket Club as a boy and left a man. He now plays cricket professionally in Australia and is rumoured to have a sponsorship deal with Bex Blue. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nick Burtis. Bert, how are you? Hey, mate. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really good. I uh, am uh, enjoying some uh, sunny morning weather in Macclesfield. Obviously, it's a little bit different time uh, where you are. What's, what's the time over in Oz? Are you 12 hours or 11 there? Yeah, it's about nine o'clock, I think. So I'm um, starting to get cold here now. Well, about 20 degrees, so that's cold. Yeah, that's, that's as, as well you know, having spent a bit of time in Mac, that's, uh, that's not cold for us. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how is it over in Australia at the moment? What's the, uh, what's the current situation? Um, yeah, it's obviously a bit different. Obviously, you guys have probably gone through it as well, or definitely going through it. So everyone's basically almost in lockdown now, so... Um, the streets are pretty bare, the shops are bare, um, yeah, not many people are working at the moment, so Netflix is getting a good run, um, yeah, you know, basically balled out of my brain. Have you, uh, have you got the swing ball up in the garden yet, mate? No, I did, I did see you always had that going, I used to do that as a kid, so, um, I think it would drive my missus and my sister mad, so I would, yeah, probably won't be allowed to do that one. So what would you say your earliest cricketing memory is, Bert? Um, oh, earliest memory. I think I started when I was about oh, maybe six or seven. Um, and I was only under 10s team, so you had to play up. Oh, I was playing up probably three or four years. So, um, yeah, and it was like average cricket. So you, you sort of faced as many balls as... So you can only face like 18 balls or 20 balls or something, and then you could get out as many times as you want. So, um yeah, that's that's the first real memory of cricket I've got. I remember I had the Abbott brothers in my team. Obviously, Sean, I still play with now, and, and Ben, and they used to play in shorts. So I remember that. I remember at least I had long white pants on. <laughs> so what what you're telling me is that uh, Sean Abbott is is very village. Uh, can I can I keep that as a quote from you? Yeah, no, it was pathetic. They played in shorts for about two or three years. Very good. You'll have to bring that up with them next time you speak to them. Um, and any uh, sort of early memories from playing at home or in the garden? I mean, I know all you, you Aussie boys, you, you you just can't hit enough balls when you're that age, can you? Yeah, well, we were lucky. We had a fairly big backyard. So dad used to um, get us in the backyard and then, you know, I have a brother's a couple of years younger. So we all sort of played heaps of backyard cricket with family, friends around the neighbourhood, everyone you know, in Australia in the summer plays cricket so uh, basically in the summer it was backyard cricket and then winter was you know trying to smash each other in, in rugby so yeah now we pretty much lived and breathed cricket through the summer months and you're um i, th- I think i'm right in saying but you're a bit of a, a rugby league fan is that right yeah no big big league fan go for the tigers who um i know a couple of the boys at mac have jumped on board um a couple of guys are decked out with some merchandise so um 
been a lean probably a couple of decades for Tigers, but <laughs> we might be all right when the, if the season ever gets going again. Quite. Now, um, I normally ask our guests what they do when they're not playing cricket, but obviously that doesn't really work with you. Um, so do you want do you want to tell everybody what you uh, what you do? Uh, yeah, well, the last couple of years has basically been cricket since I got my um, contract, which was, yeah, about two years ago now. Um, so, yeah, it's basically full-time training. Um, I think we went back in, at about end of May last year um, and then trained all the way through to and playing to probably last last week or two weeks ago. Just tell everyone who you do play for, but uh, it's New South Wales. Um, now, just taking it over for a second towards Macclesfield. Um, how how long were you were you a me- uh, sort of member at, at Macclesfield, and and when did you come here over here first? Uh, I did two years, so two summers. Um, oh, I hope, I hope I'm right. I think the first year was 2015, so I was about 21, and then second year was obviously 2016. So I did two two years in a row. Um, yeah, I, I did like your intro. I, was, I went over there as a boy and returned a man. I'm not sure if I really returned a man, um, especially with the people I live with. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, two years and it was um, it was yeah, it was good fun. Um, you know, the weather wasn't great, but um, yeah, and I, I actually loved the town and went back last year and visited everyone. So um, yeah, it feels like a while ago now. That's almost five years since I first went. Now, I, I don't want to uh, get too much into this, as uh, as as I think we will be having a, a House of Cricket podcast with your uh, your your old housemates. Um, but there is one particular thing that I, I want to talk about, and um, it was mentioned in your introduction. Um, can you can you confirm or, or deny whether whether you do indeed have a sponsorship deal with Bex Blue? <laughs> uh, well, I can deny the sponsorship. Um... Do you, do you want to give us some context as to why you are widely associated with Bex Blue? Yeah, well, it was it was obviously a long time ago when, as Bozza would say, I was a boy, um, and I was sent. It was it was a Friday, and Bozza, um, as many would know, worked from home basically every Friday, which consisted of probably an hour's worth of work, which was done in his pajamas. If I was lucky, if he had clothes on, it was done in his pajamas. That's horrifying. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty rough. And then I would, you know, I was sort of used as his whipping boy. I would have to go do chores for him during the day because I was obviously doing nothing. <laughs> so he sent me on this this list of yeah, list of chores for me to go. Um, I think it was to Tesco, and we were having a barbecue that night, and it was all the beers and the bread and the meat and whatever. And I was a little bit rattled because um, it was like I wasn't the most switched on life back then. Um, and anyway, I've just been in a bit of a rush, you know, I didn't shop a whole lot when I was back here. So I didn't really know what I was doing, what I was getting. I was just trying to do the right thing. Um, anyway, I got back, thought I'd done a good job and he just stared at me for about 30 seconds and he, he couldn't believe what I'd done. And I was like, mate, give me a break for once. Like, you know, I've gone and done what you wanted. Like, you know, can you just leave me alone? And then he showed me the receipt and I still didn't understand what it meant. And then it was sort of a drawn out process till we had to read, you know, obviously non-alcoholic beer on the side of the um, on the side of the case of beer. So I had to swallow my pride and go back to Tesco's and um, exchange it. But the ladies were like laughing their head off. They're like, no one actually, no one actually buys these. Um, so yeah, that was that was about it. The story's probably got blown out of proportion by Bostock. I'm sure of. But I cannot believe for a second that you're going to sit here 
in in all good conscience to try to accuse David Bostock of embellishing stories. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you you and I both know that that was one of his great traits. I I can neither confirm or deny. I mean, for anybody that uh, hasn't listened to the David Bostock podcast, I encourage you to do so. Uh, but do take. 95% of the things that he says with a pinch of salt. However, <laughs> but when it comes to this particular story, there is no denying you bought a case of Bex Blue for a barbecue with a bunch of lads. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the most embarrassing things I've done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, moving moving back to, to Mac, t- tell us about your, your experiences with, with Macclesfield Cricket Club um, specifically. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, Probably had better experiences off the field, to be honest. Um, obviously, living in that in that wild house was pretty fun in Beach Lane, um, and I got to meet you know some really good people that I'm still really good friends with. Um, I think on the field, first year we did did pretty well, like mid table, and then the second year it rained a lot, um, and we sort of struggled and ended up. It was probably uh, it was my last game, and we got relegated. Um, it was really really disappointing. Obviously, I think all the people that played that day um, would probably still remember it pretty vividly. But um, yeah, I think as a as a cricketer, it made me a lot better. Um, I sort of went over there and I was I was struggling with my batting a bit, my cricket, and I wasn't really enjoying it that much um, back here. And I remember going over there and uh, just learning learning you know how to play in a different country with different uh, different people. Um, yeah, and I, I, I sort of did quite well and then it helped me when I went back home I had a good year and then came back to Mac the second year and did a little bit better um, and then obviously since I've gone back from Mac I've probably kicked on a lot um, so yeah I think um, you know I got to live with you know Cal was obviously quite a good player and you know, me and him trained a fair bit and learnt a lot of him um, you know Ports as well playing with him uh, he was a really good captain my second year along with Path the first year so I think I learnt a lot about cricket in my own game which really helped me probably in the last couple of years. Excellent. Um, and, and I think it's it'd be really interesting to to talk about it from your perspective. Obviously, someone that's, as we'll get on to, played a lot of cricket. Um, as, as an overseas, um, and, and especially an Australian, um, you know, I think it's, it's fair to say you, you come from uh, playing on pitches where rocking on the back foot, you know, punching the ball, uh, trusting the bounce, dare I say it, playing on a few roads, as we would call them, is 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 the norm. Um, how, how do you find, or how did you find, adjusting to, to kind of the pitches and the conditions that you get over in England? Um, yeah, a lot different. Like, yeah, I think people that have played in both countries would would um, say that as well. Like, definitely a lot different. It took me, I think, I think I did quite well my first few innings and I struggled for a bit, um, just adapting with different, you know, playing certain bowlers on different wickets. And I just remember some games like it'd be pouring rain all night, all day, and then you know the wicket would have mud all over it, and then the rain would stop for half an hour, and we'd be playing. And I was like, "What is going on here? Like, <laughs> we normally just call this off. We can't play on this. Um, you know, it's it's basically like rolled mud." Um, but I think it it does. You got to learn different techniques about how to get your runs and score your runs in different areas. Like, I remember the first year. I sort of hit the ball in the air a lot more just to, with the slow balls, um, sort of plodding around like I'd probably do back here, just um, trying to hit through the line of the ball. And um, obviously smaller fields over here as well, um, I think I think helped. But yeah, def- definitely a lot 
a lot different. And I know a lot of a lot of good players over here have gone over and played league cricket and and really struggled. But there's guys in my New South Wales squad that have you know really really battled when they've gone over there. Um, sort of thinking it's not going to be that hard, but you get over there and it, it is a whole different game, especially as a batter. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, it's always one of the things that intrigues me. I mean. As as you and I both know, I, I am no batsman, uh, so I, I generally tend to not think about batting too much. But um, I, it does intrigue me, you know, people like yourself when you come over here and, and you, you kind of see the real, um, the difference between certain overseas, as, as we'll call them, um, who adjust to conditions. Some people just make their runs probably in the same way they do wherever they play and, and other people, you know, kind of visibly uh you know you can see the difference in their and the way they approach their cricket and um you know I, I from personal experience having having tried to bowl short at you and uh being hooked and pulled uh for fun um you know you're probably someone that's pretty comfortable on the back foot with with the quicker bowling um although you know facing 60 mile an hour bumpers for me is probably not too much of a challenge <laughs> but um but yeah i mean is it is is it something do you think that uh, over the years has, has helped say your front foot play um having having to play i guess uh you know a bit more predominantly front footed over here yeah definitely i went when i first went over i had a really good pull shot and i could cut um and i could i could drive all right but i um yeah never really against really good bowling probably scored heaps off the front foot so i think i learned that in england a lot of your runs unless they're bowling badly or you know bowling short you're not going to be able to play off the back foot much and if you try to you uh, you're probably in a bit of trouble. So I think just that mindset of probably having to play forward a bit more helped me more than anything. And then you, you train for it a bit more as well, whereas the bouncy wickets over here, your training sort of set up to play off the back foot a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think I definitely felt like I could score off back and front foot a lot more once I got once I got home. Fantastic. Well, I think this is a good point to just bring up some of your stats um, for Macclesfield. Um, so as you said, you, you had two seasons here. Um, you played a total of 44 games, 38 innings, uh, scoring 100, sorry, 100, 1,666 runs uh, with a high score of 138, averaging 47.6, uh, 1250s, 300s. Um, and then just just to break that down, because I think it'll be interesting, as you said, um, in, in your first year, you played 24 games, scored 876 runs and averaged 41. Um, but in your second year, you, you played 20 games um, with uh, 799 runs, but you averaged 57. So I think obviously that kind of, you know, backs up what you were saying um, in terms of how you, you probably adapted and, and did a little bit better the second year. Um, there, are, there are a couple of games I just want to uh, bring up, Nick, and, and talk about, um, if I may. Um, the first one is from 2016, so your second uh, second year here. And this was a game against Chester Bolton Hall. Um, so Chester Bolton Hall won the toss um, and they elected to field. Um, and John Birchall and Ollie Marsden opened the, uh, the batting that day um, and kind of scratched around a little bit uh, and we're both out fairly cheaply um, both to William Owen who's uh, not the worst bowler in the world um, so you're self-batting at three and uh, what, what can you remember about this this game? Um, I do remember it was pretty early on in the year I reckon it was a good day like it was quite sunny early on and it was uh, actually a, a pretty nice wicket and I just remember they had I can't remember his name but a little fellow that bowled for 
um, uh, Chester, who was quite quick, but like really good to face. Like I just love facing him. Every time I played Chester, this bloke would bowl, and he was just honestly the best bloke in the world to face. Um, I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Was it was it Ashley Davis by any chance? Yeah, that's it, little fella. Yeah, open the bowling. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember facing him early on, and I liked facing him from the year before, and I got off to a bit of a flyer. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I remember being on a few early on because of him. And I, I actually really like playing against Chester. Like, honestly, if Mac were ever to play Chester now, he'd fly me over for one game and I'll play it against them. I used to hate those blokes. Um, but I used to really like playing against them as well. Um, don't know, they, they sort of played like Aussies, I reckon. They were quite hard and. We used to sort of sledge each other. Their captain was, you know, loved it as well. Um, you know, she used to give it to him and cop it all the time. So it was it was good fun. Um, so yeah, I was always sort of pumped up to play against them. Really, really wanted to get runs sort of more than any other game. Um, I just remember, I think we lost a few wickets. So I was batting with the middle order. I can't really remember who was playing. Like probably Ports or... Ports got one and then Crossy got 13. Uh, Finn uh, got seven, and then uh, Kieran Sanders. I assume you must have had a bit, of, a bit of a partnership. Yeah, there. yeah. He got he got forty one. That's right, because it was his first game. He he was obviously teaching at the at Kings at me. Um, he was a really good bloke. He, yeah, he he sort of just stuck in there and sort of got us through the. I can't remember how many overs we used to play fifty odd overs. Um, and then I just remember sort of getting to seventy or eighty. And then maybe Barney came in because I remember Barney, you know, causing a bit of a sting with their team, and it was, you know, it was it was it was it was pretty good fun. Like sort of, you know, he was annoying them, and they were annoying him, and you know, it was it was really good. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think how how it got to a hundred or anything. I can't really remember. <laughs> well, you 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 got a hundred and twenty-one not out that day, and uh, as you said, Barney um, Barney chipped in at the end with with eighteen. Um, and uh, Mac posted 239 for eight off 55 overs. Um, and in reply, the, the game was drawn with, with Chester uh, 204 for five off, off 47. Um, oh, it rained, yeah. Yeah, draw, drawn game, bit of rain affected. Um, obviously not not kind of loads loads to be talked about there. It wasn't a big win or anything. But um, yeah, can you can you remember much from from taking the field after after getting 100? Was there a bit of chat around, I fancy? Yeah, no, I reckon there was. There was. I remember getting a hundred, and when we walked off the field, Barney was giving it to. Is it? Is it Lee Dixon? I think was their captain, the big yeah, fella. Yeah, Lee Dixon. Um, yeah, him. And I remember he was sort of giving it to Barney, and Barney's giving it to him. So then I started giving it to him, and then they had Warren Goodwin in their team, who was I'm sure he played. He, he was like the nicest bloke in the world. Really, really good player. Probably the best player I played against over there. Um, and. I remember sledging him, and I'm like, "What am I doing? Like, this guy's the best bloke ever." Um, so it was a bit in it, especially early on. I remember we were all pretty fired up because we really wanted to win as well. Like, I, I remember playing them the year before, and they sort of carried on a bit when they beat us. So, um, yeah, we, we actually played all right. Well, I think um, in in the field actually, you got a couple of catches that day. Um, Alex Moni, uh, who opened the batting for them, uh, schnicked off, I assume, to to John Birchall for a, for a nine ball duck. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I assume you might have had uh, a, a couple of passing words for him on the way out. Yeah, I would have. Um, yeah, definitely. I I can't really. I only remember a couple of their players, but all the time around the in the bar after. Um, I don't know. I just didn't 
I just used to I used to really like playing against them because I thought they were good players. But yeah, they, I, I remember playing them four times when I was over there, obviously twice each year, and oh, I just hated them. Like <laughs> I just yeah really wanted to win. I remember that day. I think we were quite close to winning, and it rained, um, um, which was a bit annoying. But yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing if I caught him, I would have given him a bit of a send off as well. <laughs> Very good. So the um the the other game uh, that I just want to talk about was was actually from the season before. So this is on the thirtieth of May, which is uh just my birthday, just for the record. Uh, so you don't forget that, Bert. Um, yeah, thirtieth of May, two thousand fifteen. Um, this was Macclesfield uh, versus Grappenhall. Um, and Grappenhall won the toss and unsurprisingly elected to field. Um, so again, obviously uh, yourself. Batting number three this time, uh, it was Jason Knight and, and John Birchall opening the batting. Uh, Birchie got a few, uh, got thirty-eight off twenty-eight, um, and Jason Knight got uh, got fourteen. So obviously, you you were in again, um, you know, at number three. And, and and what do you remember about this game, if anything? Well, I, I do remember the warm up. We were playing soccer, and Crossy decided to go in, spikes up and smash Birchie in the ankle. So Birchie could like, you know, barely, barely really run, I reckon, the whole match. I think I think he bowled, but I reckon he missed a few games after. And it was one of like Crossy it was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. <laughs> he just like had no regard that we'll get to play a game of cricket. Um and yeah, he pretty much took 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 Birchie out before we even got the field. <laughs> um so it didn't start well. Um uh, I, I remember it being really cold, really cold at, at their ground. Um, I do, I do remember it was quite funny. I reckon I was on sixty or seventy, and I hit a pull shot like pretty high up in the air, sort of to the keeper, and the keeper's gone. Had to take a few steps back to catch it. It went quite high, and as he's run back, he's tripped over the helmet that was behind him, and the, the ball just hit the ground. Um, so I, remember, I actually remember laughing out loud. I was like, oh jeez pretty lucky there and then so I really I probably should have been out on about 70 um and then I think we're batting first I think we're just sort of teeing off to to set them a set them a total because I remember they blocked it out so I blocked it out for a draw which um oh they used to infuriate me as well that's one thing I don't miss about playing England with those draws that you know they could just block it out for the 60 overs or whatever it was people getting the needle and thread out and giving it a good old stitch as we say oh I was looking. You sent me through the scorecard before. Their, their opening batter got like sixty off a hundred and fifty balls or something. Mm. Like far out. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to skip over your your personal achievement in this game because you did score one hundred and thirty four. Um, and Macclesfield posted two nine nine for eight off their fifty five overs. Um, so in reply, as you said, uh, Grappenhall were one hundred and sixty two for five off their fifty five overs. Um, and as you said, yeah, Adam uh, Roylance was 64 of 177 balls um, yeah come on yeah uh, and then uh and then a big stitch ensued um yeah down the line tatey got four wickets that day and as you said uh birchie hobbling in managed to pick up one as well um but yeah another another sort of pretty uh impressive contribution from yourself um i'm i'm sorry i couldn't uh Pick out games where we got over the line and, and they're both draws. No, I reckon I had a I had a good record of getting runs and we didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't remember getting many hundreds when we actually won. Like, I literally can't. I don't think I can remember one. This lead, leads me on nicely, actually, because I have been talking about people's bowling uh, statistics. However, you didn't bowl for Macclesfield, so I'm afraid, Bert, I cannot bring up your bowling. But I, I would just like to, um, to 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 maybe ask you if uh, if you if you've ever fancied yourself as a bowler, Bert. Uh, no, I've never fancied myself. I did bowl a ball the other day in first grade when one of the guys got injured with one one ball to go in his over. Um, so I just bowled it, bowled a leggy, and it was a probably a thigh high full toss. The bike was too scared to get out, so he just blocked it. Um, <laughs> so that's just, yeah, I, 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 I could bowl on the nets a little bit, but no, nah, I saw to be honest, um, I did watch Ports bowl for two seasons, and I could probably bowl that to be fair. And he he got quite a few wickets, so. Yeah. I was about to say, if you bowled a, a thigh high fully and the guy was too scared to get out to it, at least you now know how Rob Porter feels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yet, yet another character, I'm sure, will be joining us on 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 the podcast in in due course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good. So uh, just just to uh, to move on from from your experiences at Macclesfield, um, obviously you, you have uh, a long um, and kind of rich history with Parramatta District Cricket Club uh, in Australia. Do you want to uh, just just tell us, um, yeah, tell us about Parramatta and um, and obviously you know what you do there, and pretty sure you're still captain with Para. So uh, yeah, just tell us about your experiences with with Para. Yeah, yeah, I'm still still captain there. Um... I've been captain, I think, the last four years. So, yeah, basically, it's sort of like math, I guess. It's it's sort of that sort of size, Parramatta. And I played there, you know, through the juniors all the way through um, grade cricket and then obviously got to first grade. Um, we were sort of, when I first played, we were really bad. We finished out of the 20 teams. We were 15th would have been good for our, my first three or four years in first grade. So I was sort of, I was doing okay in a, in a pretty bad team, which was... was Hard, hard work, especially in New South Wales. With so many good players, if your team's not winning, very hard to get noticed. So, um, and then we had a bit of a change. Um, sort of a lot of the guys that had stayed together, um, about my age, just got a little bit older, um, got a bit better. Um, and we sort of we made the finals 2017 for the first time in about 20 years, I think it was. Um, got washed out, and then the next year we made the finals um, and then got to the grand final and managed to, managed to win it. So that was the first time in, uh, I think it was 53 years from memory. So it was, uh, Doug Walters was the last captain. So that was a, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, it's a, it's a pretty, um, it, it's a really good club to play at. Like a lot of local players, not many guys from other clubs or other parts of Sydney or other state training like that. It's a lot of guys that have played junior cricket together. Um, and sort of, you know, really, really good friends as well, which I think makes it a bit easier. So I, I do sort of think it's a little bit like Mac in that regard, like um, sort of an underdog club. Um, and we sort of, you know, punched above our weight, especially last last few seasons anyway, but a, a really good social club to be involved with as well. Fantastic. So I just want to uh, run over your uh, sort of career stats with Para. Um, so you've played 309 games for Para, scored 10,299 runs um, with a highest score of 215 and you're currently averaging 38.14. Um, also, just to chuck in there, you've got no wickets, therefore no bowling average, and you have a best bowling of naught for one. Um, <laughs> so very important. That was the other day. Yeah, very, very important to feature that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of runs and uh, a heck of a lot of games. There are a couple I'd, I'd like to uh, to pull out, um, if I may. 
Um, the first uh, is um, a game in which you got your your high score, I believe. So this is from uh, Saturday, the 11th of November, 2017. And, and then the next day, obviously, this is New South Wales Premier Cricket first grade. And it was uh, Bankstown versus Parramatta. You, uh, yeah, in this particular game, you, you scored... Uh, 206 um so obviously <laughs> double ton was was that your first double ton or is that your second uh second second one um so yeah i mean obviously a heck of an achievement um what do you remember about this this game obviously it was a two-day game i should uh should say that yeah yeah and i was two day at bankstown over which is a really really good place to play um you know, the place to date games there it's 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 quite nice the wicket's good so you're always pretty keen to to play and I've got a really good record there so I remember being really confident like I've always get run to this place um so I was like I'm def- desperate to bat won the toss and batted um and then yeah it was, was sort of it was a really quick outfit I remember like really fast outfit so anything you sort of hit through the field was going for four um and they had a couple of good bowlers like you know um a couple of guys that play in the big bash now so I knew if you just sort of get through that and in, in Sydney great cricket um, if you can get through to lunchtime, it just becomes really a lot easier that the rest of the day the wicket gets even better, the bowls are tight. So I knew if I got to lunch against these guys, I'll I'll be alright. And I think I was on maybe forty odd at lunch and then I remember saying to someone on my because there was another guy who got a hundred as well. I was like, Mate, if we're in at tea here, we're gonna get like massive scores. Um and yeah, I think I was probably just over a hundred at tea. Um, and then obviously as soon as I got my hundred, I think the next hundred came really quick trying to trying to get on with it and um I think we ended up declaring that night to get a couple of wickets. So yeah, definitely probably the, the best I've ever batted. I remember I was quite close to playing um in the state team as well, so I knew a, a good score would, would really help. So I was pretty motivated um to do well. I'd done well in the games before. Um but yeah, it was just one of those days like when you're a batter, things go your way, like you know, just Everything hit the gap. Um, it was a quick out. It was a good day to bat. Um, probably some of their good bowls in bowls balls they normally do. One of those days, it sort of went perfectly, I guess. Fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, as you said, you scored uh, 206 um, off 225 balls faced, 22 fours and three sixes. Um, and and as you said, you, you, uh, the chat batting four, um, B Cherry also tunned up that day. So, Para declared 404. 30 for four overnight um and yeah by the looks of it um there you yeah you won the game bankstown were, were all out for 263 though uh a lad for them got 121 in the middle and obviously i think it's probably uh right to say that you you also keep wicket um for para don't you uh yeah that year i was um this year i didn't only a couple of games so we've, we've had another bite so i'm a bit yeah Bit on and off doing it. Okay. Um, do you, Do you remember anything from from the Bankstown um, innings? I think you got a, a couple of catches by the look of it. Uh, I remember dropping that guy who got 120. There you go. Um, <laughs> I think I dropped him on about. Oh, he might have been on 60 odd. Um, because I I used to know his brother quite well, and he um he did really well. But no, I just I think Sean Sean bowled for us. We had Sean Abbott bowling. Um, Daniel Solway would have opened for them. He's been playing for New South Wales. He's probably their best player. He got him out. I think Sean got him out early. Um, once you sort of get him, and there's another guy called Brown who was quite good. Um, their batting sort of 
sort of drops off a little bit. But that was, I'm pretty sure that, that was the year we won the comp. So it was, we were playing really well. We had probably four, four of the best bowlers in Sydney at the time. Like, just really, really good bowling pack. It was, it was good fun. It's good fun playing cricket when you got really good bowlers and then they bowl fast as well. So it was basically barely used a spinner and we just bombarded them with short balls and, um, got four guys bowling around 140 to 145. It was pretty good to keep to. Yeah, that's uh, it's a bit sharp for me, Bert. Um, although that's that's, <laughs> that's not saying much. Mate, we would have had you in our pace attack, mate. What I was seeing the nets from you. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. You're, you're far too kind. Um, moving swiftly onwards before we talk any more about my cricket. Um, the other game that I, I want to feature is uh, the, the grand final that you, you alluded to earlier. So this was uh, Para um, versus Sydney University. Um, from uh, 2018, so um, I believe I'm right in saying this is a three-day game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, grand yeah. finals three-day. Yeah, so uh, you won the toss um, and and unsurprisingly uh, elected to bat, um, and Para posted 334. Um, yourself, uh, you were keeping wicket, and uh, or were, yes, you were captaining as well, batting number three. Um, what do you what do you remember about this first innings? Um, obviously, we're playing Sydney Uni, so I spoke before about hating Chester. Well, I, we hate these blokes more than I hate Chester. So, um, they're sort of like, yeah, the Chester of Sydney, I guess. You know, they import all the players, they pay all their players, they give them scholarships to the uni, and they're really just a bunch of pricks, if I'm being honest. Um, so, we were, we were really fired up. Obviously, it was good to play them. I remember batting, and again, it was at Bankstown, so the same ground. I got the double hundred on early in the year, so I was I was really confident that just playing there, I knew I'd get runs. And I'd I've been really struggling before that. I think I got three ducks out of four innings or something before that. Um, and the other guys had done really well to get us to the final. Um, so I was, you know, I sort of knew that I was I get in, I'll, I'll be alright. Um, and then yeah, it was a really good game. Like the wicket was quite quick, so it was, it was really fast. So the, you know, they had some quick balls that was flying through. Um, every time we'd bat well, we'd lose a wicket, and then we'd bat well for a bit, lose a wicket. So we're sort of losing wickets here and there. It was actually it was such a good, you know, day of cricket. I remember Sean got sixty odd, and then he got out when we we're just getting on top. Um, and then I remember I was probably the opposite to the two hundred. I just couldn't hit a gap. I was really struggling for form, um, you know. But I was really determined. I, I, you know, obviously it was a grand final, but I just remember being really determined. I'm. They have a scoreboard at Bankstown with your runs and the, how many balls you face. And I remember looking up and I would have been 10 off like 60 balls. And I was like, Jesus, like, what are blokes back at Mac going to think of this? Like, what's he doing? Like, um, <laughs> not bringing any crowds back. And I sort of got in my innings and started batting a bit better. Um, and then I was really tired. Like, I might have been 80 odd <clears throat> just before stumps and it was maybe two overs to go. Um, and I got caught down leg side off my glove. I think it might have been the last over. Right. I just have been so up, so upset, like getting out last over. Like if I come back tomorrow, probably got a hundred. You know, can bat for the rest of the day. You know, you know, that's the game there, really. Um, and then yeah, we were bowled out for about three hundred and thirty. Um, we actually had a pom playing for us that year, who was he's playing for Northants now, Jack White. He he went in there to bat, and he wasn't a great batter, but he. He just wore him like he got hit in the shoulder like four or five times, got hit in the head. Um, and I remember we all sort of went, oh, stuff that. Like, you know, we're going to dish it back to him. Um, and they had a couple of state batters, like Ed Cowan, obviously played for Australia. 
Um, so he was playing and we were like, screw it. We're just going to sledge him and bowl bounces. And that's all we did. <laughs> um, we had a bloke, Scott Copperfield, who um, he actually signed for Bollington one year, but had to pull out. He was really, really, really fast. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, that day, the wicket was really quick. It would have been, you know, without exaggeration, around 145 easily. Wow. Um, just around the wicket. And I think three guys were caught at bat pad, a couple down leg to me, all off bounces. It was probably seven or eight times, but it's still hit in the head. Um, so it was pretty hostile. Like, it was, we didn't really win any fans from it from other clubs, but um, we, uh, yeah, we, we did what we had to do to win. And um, I know there's, the club's got like a highlight reel of it. It's it's about eight blokes around the bat with Sean and this guy Scott just bowling bouncer after bouncer after bouncer. Um, so, yeah, and we I think we bowled him out for about 150 and we won we won really easy in the end. Yeah, so um, as, as you said, uh, uh, Para put 334 on the boards, yourself 85, um, and then... Let me just see. Sydney were were all out for for two hundred and sixteen, um, and I think uh, Copperfield picked up uh, six for possibly including uh, Ed Cowan. No, Sean Abbott got Ed Cowan. LBW, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. Good knowledge. So that was for the grand final, and so the first time you you'd won that as a club in what did you say fifty five years? I think it was fifty three years. Yeah, Richie Benner was playing the last time. That was a long time ago. Wow. So I assume, therefore, you would say that's probably your best achievement um, with Para. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, um, oh, if if you had told me four or five years ago that we'd win a comp, I would literally like when I was playing a Mac. If you said, "Oh, you both going to win a comp," I would have laughed at you for days. Like, we were so far away from doing that. Um, and it was good. Like, we won every player in our team, apart from our Jack White, who was uh, overseas, was from Para, so they played. Parramatta Juniors, and, and that just doesn't happen at all over here. Um, so we're really proud about that. Um, and then, yeah, we sort of, we did well last year, not so well this year, but yeah, I think we made the most of it when we were good and we had a big big night out, big week really when we won. It was it was a week, week-long circuit really. <laughs> I'm sure you, uh, you you probably got a bit drinking fit um, from Macclesfield, I assume, in which case. Yeah, I, well, drinking fit, that's one way to call it. I, I'll be honest. I think I was forced to drink more than I I wanted to. Uh, let's let's throw that out there. <laughs> one of the blokes I live with, one of your podcast members, Dave Bostock, um, back in the day, used to really like going out for beers with everyone when he was single. Um, and I was sort of brought along a little bit. Same with Cal. But yeah, no, it definitely it definitely did help me in the long run. Um, so just just moving on now um, from there, I just wanted to focus a little bit on um, obviously your journey to uh, to professional cricket and, and the contract with New South Wales. Um, yeah, do you, do you want to just talk about kind of the journey? Um, you know, making that step up from um, from Para, I assume through uh, the, the second eleven cricket sort of futures league, and and then getting your contract. Um, yeah, well, I'd played, yeah, I'd played second eleven for probably two full seasons before I got my contract. So I'd, I'd done quite well, especially the second year. I'd got a couple of hundreds, um, a ninety nine, not out. So I'd done, I'd done well. So I, I knew like that year, if I'd get a contract, I think I deserved it, and I, w- I was ready to go. Um, I didn't get a contract originally. It was, I'd missed out. And I, I, I did actually say, I think I said to my dad, I was like, I think that's it. Like I'm not going to play, you know. They're not going to pick me after this year. We won the comp. You know, I've got 
basically three hundred in second eleven that year. Like I'm never, I'm just not going to get picked. And then a couple of months later, one of the guys in our squad started to go to New Zealand. He's got a New Zealand passport. Um, so he quit his contract and they gave that contract to me. So I sort of was a little bit lucky in a way to get that. But I think deep down I knew I deserved it. I knew guys in the squad quite well, playing a lot of second eleven and obviously being friends with people when I was younger. Um, so I, it was quite easy just to fit in for me anyway, mainly because I knew people um, before. So it was, it was pretty cool. Like you go from sort of working and wanting to be a cricketer and then suddenly you are. Um, but it was... At, the, at first, I loved it. Like, loved going to training. Um, you know, I couldn't believe that I'm getting paid to go to training. I'm getting paid to, you know, go to this game wherever it was. I didn't, I didn't really care. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and my, my first year on contract, I didn't play much. I was in the squad and I was playing sec eleven and grade three, and I was doing really well um, without playing. I remember people kept asking, "Oh, mate, you got to play again to do this." And I actually didn't care at all. <laughs> I was. You know, I was just so happy to be a part of it. And if I did well, I did well. Um, and then, yeah, it was, you know, pretty good fun. And then there was a couple of guys, one of the guys in our team, his wife was about to give birth. So they gave me my debut down in Tasmania um, at the end of last season. And, yeah, it was, again, I probably didn't realise how big it was until I started playing. I was like, oh, shit, like, this is proper. <laughs> um, this is proper now. Yeah, and do, do you want to tell us about um, you know your debut and obviously uh, receiving your your baggy blue? Uh, yeah, so it was, it was down in Tassie, which probably isn't if you live in Australia the best place to go and debut, especially as a batter. Um, it's probably like playing in England actually, cold and um, yeah, it was pretty. I remember it being really cold and, and wet, and then they told me I was in the day before. Um, so my mum and my sister, my brother, and Dom flew down. Uh, to watch and then yeah I remember I was rooming with a guy called Jason Sanger who's played a bit and he's only young and he was a nervous wreck anyway he was playing like his 10th game so I'm like trying to avoid him um, <laughs> I didn't really want to get that nervous um, and I remember getting there and I was fine like uh, Sean Abbott gave him a hat because we've been you know playing cricket since we were six years old or something so it was pretty it was pretty crazy that he was there to, to give me my hat Um he obviously said a few few nice words. And then there's other guys in the team, Harry Conway, Curtis Patterson, who I'd you know, played age group cricket with all the way through. Um, so I think those guys were so happy that you know I was now playing with them as well. So it was a little bit emotional. But, um, yeah, I didn't really get nervous until I was waiting to bat. Like, and then I started getting a bit worried and oh, I don't want to be a bloke that gets a pair on debut or, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah, I batted and I think I got a – I run first ball or second ball or something, and yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sweet now. So it's back to back to another normal game, really. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, did you get much uh, stick on debut from uh, from the opposition? I assume they knew it was your debut. Yeah, I did a bit because <laughs> um, one a couple of the guys in the Tasmanian team were from New South Wales, so I knew them when they were younger, um, and I had them on Facebook and whatnot. So I've been friends with them, and they'd obviously heaps of my mates once I found out. Were, bloody posting all this stuff and carrying on that I was debuting. Um, so I think I remember Matt, Matt Wade and Tim Payne getting stuck into me a bit about that. I can't remember what they were saying. It was pretty ordinary bant, to be fair. Um, but it was more because Aussie captains in the middle here, like, geez, what have I done wrong? I haven't even done anything yet and I'm getting sledged. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really get a whole lot, to be honest. I, I never really have once I played. I thought like you know, a young bloke would cop it a bit, but or a new guy would cop it. But no, nah, sort of lucky to avoid it. And how did you? How did you do on debut? Uh, first innings, I got seventeen. Jackson Bird got me out. Pretty good ball. Um, yeah, didn't. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember doing much wrong. Just sort of nicked it, and then. The second innings, I was 17 not out, maybe, or 16 not out, and we, we declared overnight. Uh, I remember it was really dark. It was it was right at the end of the day, day three, um, and it was really dark. I was batting with Moses. I'm not sure if anyone over there has seen him, but he bowls the big bat. He bowls really fast. He's, he's, he's quite quick. Is it Mo- Moses Henriques? Yeah, yeah, he was batting, and then a guy called Riley Meredith was bowling. I just remember him bowling really quick. I was like, I can't really see this. And then Moe got hit in the arm, like smacked his arm really quite bad. And he he sort of carried on for a bit and we should have gone off for bad light, but then we, we didn't. And then he got out next ball and we crossed. And then I remember the umpires talking. I'm like, please get me off here. I don't want to face this bloke. Like, it's so dark. The lights are on. Duke ball's quite dark. But he's got his tail up. All he wants to do is hurt me. Um, I faced one ball. It went whizzing past my face barely saw it and then we went off for bad light and then declared overnight so I didn't have to face him again <laughs> and we won we bowled him out in the session and we won very good um I'm I'm pretty sure Meredith bowls you know 145 odd he's he's a fairly sharp operator Sweet, yeah yeah he's fast um so well it's great great to hear about your, your debut there's um there's a couple of other um sort of uh particular uh games that I just want to bring up um that you know you've been involved in obviously um and one of them uh is uh i think this was your one day debut uh against queensland this particular game bring it up here you got 69 not out yeah what what do you remember about this about this game um yeah that no, was, was obviously a good game for me we were up in queensland for a couple of weeks so we had a couple of trial games and whatnot and i got smacked in the hand in our last game before we left and I remember it was really sore. Like, and our physio just kept saying, "You'll be right. We'll get up there, and you'll be right." I got up there. You know, a couple of ga- days was the first practice game, and I couldn't hold the bat. Um, I was in so much agony. So I knew that I had to sort of play these games I wanted to play in the tournament. And then I remember I, I might have got, I think I got thirty somehow, and come off, and I'm like, "Mate, my hand is so sore." So it took me to the get an X-ray, and it was broken. So it was broken all down the end of it. Um, and he and me and him, I get along with him quite well. And he's like, mate, I'm gonna have to tell, you know, you're gonna have to go home. I'm like, please don't let me go home. Like, you know, let's just, you know, I can play. Trust me, I can play. Anyway, he let me. He let me like prove it the next game. Got 50 odd in pain. So I'd sort of kept playing with this broken hand. Um, and then I got named for the debut. Um, I remember not being that nervous about like how I was gonna go. Like it was a TV game as well. I hadn't played on TV. I just remember worrying about my hand in the field. I'm like, I'm going to look so stupid if I drop a catch or, you know, do something like that. So I was, it was funny, actually, like I was, I was batting and because I was in so much pain while batting, I didn't care if I got out because the pain would be over. And it actually made me better. I think I got 60 odd off, maybe 50 odd balls, which, you know, I, I haven't really batted like that since. <laughs> yeah, you, you got sixty nine off sixty, and uh, I, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I actually watched uh, quite a bit of this game, as as quite a few of the the boys over in uh, 
uh, in Mac did at stupid o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. Um, and one of the things that I do remember from this game um, is is not only that, obviously, I think that was your first 50 um, in, well, list A, uh, you know, cricket. Uh, you got 69 off 60. Um, but what I do remember is um, is watching you dispatch um, Billy Stanlake uh, kind of all over the place, including one big hook for six. Um, I mean, he's uh, obviously played international cricket, serious bowler. Um, but I, I remember watching in the middle, and I, I think you you top edged one, um, and then you hooked him for six. Um, and I remember watching on the TV, uh, and he was stood there. I think having a pleasant conversation with you. I can't imagine um, it was a pleasant conversation. Uh, what, what do you remember about facing him in that game? Uh, well, I remember we did. We obviously had team meetings before, and. Um, a couple of the, the guys that have played him a lot were saying, oh, it's just a bit awkward. He, he leaps. He, he has like a big leap in his bowling stride. And I remember, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to face Billy. Like, yeah. And I went out there and, and just my luck, he's bowling straight away. Um, I just remember finding a bit awkward. Like he kept hitting the stickers in my back because bouncing quite a lot. And then, um, yeah, I got him away, cover drive, like not a good shot, got it away. And then, he, he sort of lost 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 his radar a bit, started bouncing me. I knew once he started bouncing there, right, like that's probably my best shot. So I'm like, if he bowls there, and with my hand, I could play that shot all right. So I was happy he did that. Um, but yeah, I remember hooking him for six, and it was a bit of a top of head, Jenny. I, I didn't know him at this stage, but he was like, I think he was calling me like a coward, and you know, obviously swearing at me. I just remember him kept calling me a coward, and I was like. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. And I actually left it for once. Didn't say anything back. Um, but I remember we went out. I can't remember if it was after that game or another game, but we went out on the night out, and it was about one a.m. and I found him in a in a bath in a bathroom on the bathroom floor vomiting. So I started calling him a coward then when he was on all fours throwing up into the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But he was. He's, he's actually a really good boy. He's actually a really good boy. But yeah. Yeah, he can't can't hold can't hold his piss. I um I can imagine he's not a lot of fun to face because he's about eight foot tall and and as you say he's sort of got that weird hop skip in his action. Um, but uh, needless to say, but um, you got him away that day. Um, and uh, yeah, got got sixty in the process. Um, a cu- couple of other New South Wales uh, appearances that I, I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about. Um, one relatively recent. Um. This was a New South Wales uh, 11 um, that actually played the England Lions. Um, and I think you got 44 in, in one of the innings. I think you were keeping wicket as well, which you don't tend to do for New South Wales. I think you're kind of in mostly as a batter, aren't you? Um, is, is there anything you kind of want to sort of discuss about that game? Or, do you, you know, how is it playing England Lions, really? Um, yeah, well, I was, I was keeping, which was... I was pretty pissed off about because they'd sort of told me like you're not going to play any higher as a keeper. So I was like, well, that's that's fine. I won't I won't do it. And that's why I wasn't doing it this year. And then I think two days before the game, selectors were like, our, our keeper that's young that normally plays in the second eleven, he's hurt his back, so he couldn't play. And they they didn't want to pick someone else from grade cricket to take another spot up. So they basically just threw me the gloves, um, which was which was all right. But they were they were a good team. They had um. Out of the bowlers, they had Overton. I think Craig Overton, who's played a few tests, um, who was quite good. Um, Ollie Robertson, who's quite good. I played him in great as well. He was 
Um, he was good, but they were, they were a really good team. I played them in a one-day game as well, and they were really good in the one days. So, um, trying to think some of the players. Like Collar Cadmore was quite good. Um, guy called Gregory. I remember his first name. Um, Dan Dan Evans was really good player. No, not Dan Evans. Um, Dan Lawrence. Sorry, Dan Lawrence was. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool to play against them. Like um, they were they were really good good blokes as well. Like we had a couple of beers with them, and they were um, yeah. You sort of think some of those guys have played eighty to a hundred first class games, and they're only my age, really. Um, I played four, so um, yeah, they, they were. They were, they were really good. It was, it was sort of it was good to face, you know, test quality bowling as well. I, I didn't bat that well. I got forty odd, but it was pretty slow. Like sort of a bit out of form and didn't bat that well. But yeah, excellent. Well, but um, there's a lot of really great stuff in there, and I'm sure everyone will be really appreciative of you kind of taking the time to um, you know, give us uh, give us all that, that great stuff. Um, we're going to uh, head towards head towards the end of the podcast here, and and um, we will finish off with the, the quick fire questions. Um, which you know have been uh, troubling a few of the uh, few of the guests, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how you do. Um, so nickname, all right, but and left or right-handed, left, battle ball, bat, fielding position, or slips and not keeping, test or t twenty, uh, test. Best cricketer you've played with? Uh, Moses on Riggs. Fastest bowler you've faced? Pat Cummins. Messiest in the dressing room? Rob Porter. <laughs> Longest in the shower? Rob Porter. <laughs> It's filthy. <laughs> First thing on your plate at tees. Oh. Oh. oh, shit. Tees are a bit different over here. Um, I'm trying to think what I used to eat over there. I can't remember. I think I used to just go for a sandwich or something. Pretty boring. <laughs> it's very vanilla, but... Uh, I always smack like the Frankfurts over here, like a hot dog. Love yeah, a hot dog. Well. You heard it here first, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Bert loves a hot yeah. dog. Uh, drink of choice. VB. Oh, stop it. I know a certain Frankie Barker who'll be purring right now. Uh, <laughs> Takeaway of choice. Uh, pizza. Dance move of choice. Dance move. Um, oh. I don't know. I don't really have one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I did, I did, um, I did dance my way around with some bloke on the street of Macclesfield in a punch up once. So that's another story for another day. <laughs> you know, it's Carl Burgess, what dance move I was doing there. Okay, fine. Well, Jim Melrose, Jim Melrose was in his cowboy outfit. <laughs> of course he was. That's Sorry, a... I've gone off topic here. No, that's fine. That's the mayor of Titherington you're talking about, anyway. Um, yeah. Right, this is now you've been struggling with a few of these questions, Bert, but this is really going to test you. I think three dream dinner guests who are they? Three dream dinner guests, um, okay, LeBron James, okay, um, are these famous people or people I know? Anybody, 
I'm I'm not giving you any uh, direction uh, here. I just went three dream dinner guests. Okay, LeBron James, um, Jennifer Lopez, um, <laughs> uh, Shane Warne. Very good. But I would like to congratulate you because you are actually the first person that's that's uh, picked a female. Um, so we're yeah, that's for other reasons, mate. We're all for diversity here, you know. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's all about that. So thanks very much. Um, moving swiftly onwards, uh, aims for <laughs> for aims for next season for yourself. Um, well, at the moment we don't know what, what's going on next season, but um, I think uh, probably you know to to either it's through grade cricket or second eleven score. You know, some consistent runs that gets me a consistent spot in the in the shield team. Where I've, of every game I've played, I've been dropped after. So um, to sort of, you know, let's try and play back to back games and get a bit of continuity with um, with playing. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, with 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 Para, what do you, what do you sort of see the the aims of the club there? Well, we need to get a good overseas first. So if you know anyone um, that wants to come over for not much money, let me know. Carl David Burgess. Who can no? We need someone that's fit and that can bowl. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bergie. Uh Ames. I think we 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 struggled this year. We didn't have a very good bowling attack. When we won the comp, all those bowlers have either retired or were injured this year. So, um, hopefully, get a bowler or two, and then I think Ames could make the finals. So we'll go with that. Excellent. But it has been an absolute pleasure. I um, really thank you for kind of taking the time to, uh, you know, give us so much great stuff um, to, 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 to talk about and, and to listen to for, for the listeners. Um, any closing remarks from yourself? Uh, no, just um, obviously thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, I hope everyone in Mac is doing all right with what's going on at the moment. Um, look after Ports. I know he's getting old, so make sure someone's looking after him. Um, and just if you're around David Bostock at all in the next couple of weeks, don't believe anything you said. I think that's very solid advice. But um, I think uh, to 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 send a bit of love back your way, obviously, um, you know, lots of love to to you and yours, and uh, look after yourself. And say hello to Jim Melrose for me. Get Jim Melrose on the podcast. I I will endeavour to do so, but he is a very very busy man, and his agent is not uh, returning my calls. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take it under advisement. But thank you so much. Great to talk with All you good. and we'll speak soon. Thanks, mate.